Rabbi Yudin is about to be introduced. I remind you that Rabbi Benjamin Yudin has a book entitled Rabbi Benjamin Yudin on the Parsha. Tomorrow we have the privilege. It's a Feldheim distribution, Mosaica Press release, and everyone is invited to uh, purchase this book. It is an amazing uh, look at every Parsha um, of the Torah, and it will enhance your Friday night and Shabbat. Rabbi Benjamin Yudin on the Parsha. Speaking of Rabbi Yudin, this time each and every Friday, every hour of Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Noach. Parshas Noach takes us on another thousand years. We go from Noach till Avraham. And I believe we have to ask ourselves a very basic question. The Torah is our constitution. Why then does it not begin with next week's parsha of Lech Lecha, with Avraham, who, as we know, is the first Jew, father of the Jewish people? Why are we given in last week's parsha and Bereshis, and in this week's parsha of Noah, world history? And the Sapurno, in his introduction to his parish, basically explains the following very insightful idea, that the original plan of God was that all of mankind could, should have a relationship with God as depicted by the first couple being in Gan Eden, and they were put there, la'avda l'shamra, to work it, to guard it, which is not only understood by our rabbis in a physical sense, but as the Ramban teaches in a spiritual sense as well, that man was to have a spiritual relationship with Hashem, with God. And the term man included all man. This was to be universal. What happened, unfortunately, Adam and Chava sin. And you will note that with each sin and its uh, resultant punishment, there's also a greater distancing between the natural relationship between man and the earth about him. And so, when Adam and Chava are expelled from Gan Eden, now, unlike before, now he has to work hard in order to exact his bread. And the Torah continues to teach us from the end of last week's parsha, culminating in the beginning of this week's parsha of Noah, with what you can call the second major sin, that of the Dor Hamabel, a once again a Yuridas Hadoros, a uh, deterioration in a spiritual sense of man, a deterioration in every which way. The land was full of chamas, the land was full of violence, and finally, 
God says, I have to destroy this civilization. And we know that he attempts to build and have a relationship again with Noah and his children. Within Noah and his children, there is shame, the more outstanding of the three, until we come to, unfortunately, the third sad story, that of the Dor Haflaga, that of the generation that was dispersed. The idea, as the Torah tells us, they were all of one language and one idea. They were all focusing on idolatry. And as the Eben Ezra says, in such an environment, there would be no room for an Avraham Avinu, and therefore God has to disperse them to literally uh, confound their languages, so they will begin to think for themselves, and therefore the opportunity for an Avram Avinu to appear on the surface. And so we are to look, the Torah teaches us, at the end of the Torah, in Parshas, Ha'azinu, Zachor Yemos Olam. Binu Shnos Dor Vador. In the seventh Pasuk of Ha'azinu, remember the days of old. Understand the years of generation after generation. Study history, because the Torah tells us there's so much that you can learn therefrom. I'd like to just repeat what we said a moment ago based upon this introduction of the Sopurno and just take it from a little bit of a different perspective, a different angle. And that is as follows. The Torah tells us in chapter 2 that when God created man, he did so by forming the body and Fa'ipach the Apov Nishmas Chaim. In chapter 2, verse 7, very, very important, God literally blows into his nostril the soul of life. Adam And man became a living being. And this is translated by the Unculus by the Aramaic translation as a Ruach Mimalala, a speaking being. The crown glory of man is his ability to speak. It shows the greatness of man over the animals. And this represents the apex of man. And what do we find, unfortunately, that as there is this Yuridas Hadoros, as there is this degeneration of and the falling of the generations, so too comes the profaning of this divine gift of speech. Interestingly, 
the Talmud tells us at the beginning of the fourth chapter of Bava in the first Mishnah, in the Perak Hazav, that if a Jew does not keep his word, he goes back on his word in business, such a person is given a curse by the court, and this curse is called a Mishapura. Literally, the one who exacted punishment. And the text of this curse reads, Mishapura me'anshe dora mabul umidora flaga. Literally, the one who exacted retribution from the people of the generation of the flood and from the generation of the dispersion, who usedly pura, he will ultimately exact retribution Mimi from the person Cheino Ome Bidiburo who does not abide by his word. With all of the transgressions, and we know that there were many, there was great immorality at the time of the flood. But we see from here as well that man lost his appreciation for the sanctity of speech. And that which literally elevated him from above the animal species, now, unfortunately, there was no difference between man and the animals. And this was true regarding the time of the flood. And once again, the Torah introduces the generation that was dispersed by, in the beginning of chapter 11, the Torah says, The earth was of one language and of common purpose. And God had to disperse the persons, the entire people of the world. And the Torah tells us that Shom Bolal Hashem Sfas Kol Ha'aretz. And it was there that Hashem confused the language of the whole earth. The interesting point that emerges therefrom is Hebrew, Lashon HaKodesh, was the language of the day until they profaned it and all the other language came into being. I believe that there is a very significant and important lesson for each and every one of us, especially in this very challenging time that we are living in together with Eris Yisrael. This most recent outbreak of violence, which unfortunately lurks behind doorways and no longer allows Achenu Bnei Yisrael, living in Eretz Yisrael, to leave their homes in peace, with peace of mind. And this great nervousness and tension, which has unfortunately engulfed the land, it calls upon each and every one of us
to do what we can. Needless to say, we can't go necessarily and provide the physical protection for the people. But there is something that each and every one of us can do and must really take upon themselves, I believe, to do. And that is as follows. To perfect our koach our speech. I'd like to simply point out that in the weekday Shemona Esrei, which consists of 19 blessings, I'd like you to note how significantly there are six, seven blessings that speak to our present day situation. And if only we were to pause in our Shemona Esrei and stop and reflect and put in the exact thoughts and words how we are praying and connecting with our brethren, our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. And so if you look at the seventh bracha of the Shemona Esrei, that is the bracha of Geula, the bracha of redemption. And we are asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu to please redeem us, our understanding and our recognition that it's not simply in Anuli Sho'en, Elavinu Shabashamayim, that as a last resort, we have nobody else to help us but you. But it's the clear understanding that ultimately you are the one who has protected us throughout the years. You are the one that we understand that we as a people, we exist as one sheep surrounded by the 70 others that want to devour us, by the 70 wolves. And it's only your protection that has maintained us all the years, as we say in our Shemona Esrei every day, Literally, your miracles that are with us every day. And we don't forget this for a single moment. Our history and our present state of Israel bespeaks every moment God as Shomer Yisrael, the guardian of Israel. And that's what we are asking in this blessing. It's not a blessing which has gathered dust and doesn't relate to us, but one that basically says, Hashem, we need, as we have, had your help all along, we need your help, especially now. We continue to the eighth blessing of Rafua, where we're not just asking for health and healing in the abstract, but pause and say literally for those wounded, for the families, for the injured, physically and emotionally. We are asking for God's intervention. We go to the 11th bracha, which is that of Din, the restoration of justice, where we're calling for not only Hashem, please restore our leaders, our prophets, but give us law and order 
in our land. We can't do it alone. We need your help. The bracha of Yerushalayim Ircha Barachamim Toshov, the 14th bracha, literally of rebuilding Jerusalem. The Gemara says in Ta'anis 5a, what a powerful piece of Talmud. Says Rabbi Yochanan, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is six, seven lines from the bottom. Lo avo Yerushalayim Shomala, God has said, I will not enter the Jerusalem on high. Listen carefully. Until I first enter the Jerusalem of earth. The idea is that God has accepted upon himself an exile. Imo Anochi Bitsara. He is with us in our pain and in our sufferings. And therefore, we're praying not just for ourselves that we should please God come back to Yerushalayim Ircha, the Jerusalem, the city that reflects your values, that respects your, that reflects your honor, but we're praying for the ultimate Yerushalayim, here, down here on earth, upstairs, in his abode, that he too should have nachas from us and from Yerushalayim. Again, showing that this bracha is so relevant to us. When you say the Shemona Esrei, don't just zip through it. Stop and ask yourself what you're saying and how significant it is for our very present, challenging, dangerous situation of today. The next bracha is Malchus Beis David to Literally, we welcome and yearn and pine for the Moshiach. And again, because at that time, there's going to be a very clear putting into perspective. For at that time, Hashem Lemelech Al Oretz, God is going to reign literally over the entire world, and the prophets have promised us this. And therefore, we know what we are looking forward to. It's going to happen. The only question is when. And Shmakolenu, the repository for all prayer. That's the opportunity to pour your health and say, Gnug, enough of this gullus. We've suffered so much. And finally, the very last bracha, Sim Shalom. We ask God to place peace. I can only tell you we're all familiar with Shomer Yisrael. We resumed, starting yesterday, the restoration of the prayer of Tachanun, in which we recite Shomer Yisrael, that he is the guardian of Israel. It's a two-way street. We are to guard his Torah. And he guards the Jewish people. Rab Cheskel Abramsky, Zechat Tzadik Levracha, suggested, ay, ay, ay. too often the Jew wants just the opposite. We want to protect Klal Yisrael. Give us the army, we'll protect ourselves, and you, God, you keep the Torah. My friends, doesn't work that way. Yes, we need Sahal, and we have to support Sahal, the Jewish army, and we have to beef up security. 
But we have to realize the ultimate protector is God, who's done his job throughout Jewish history, and we have to be the Shomer Yisrael of his precious Torah. May we be privileged to Davin just a lot more slowly, especially these days, and that way each and every one of us will do theirs in helping to bring, we pray, Sim Shalom to our beloved Eretz Yisrael. Shabbat Shalom to all.